Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ruin Hammer, Season 2, Episode 16, our Round 9 review uh, of the game against the Manly Seagulls. There's my co-host. G'day, mate. mate. I'm doing super-duper. How about you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, doing very good. Uh, it's been a good week so far. Um, yeah, it has been. It's and been, now, it's mate, been yeah, a... I'm just looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a good week for me because, as you may know, I'm a big NBA fan. That's why I'm wearing the hat yep. tonight because my... Other favourite team, my beloved Miami Heat, have qualified for the playoffs again after a bit of a shaky season. I know there's a few NBA fans that watch uh, Ruin Hammer. So, um, yeah, no, that, interestingly enough, they, they have a play-in series in the NBA now. So teams 7 through 10 um, play off for the final two spots in the, in the playoff series. Oh, okay. So, yeah, remember they were suggesting that for the NRL? Yep. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But we've thankfully, we've avoided that. So, yeah. Well, Robbie, Robbie Reyes has just asked, uh, Rue, still waiting for your yellow heat jersey? I I may be waiting a long time for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Christian says, hello, Ruin Hammer. How's it going? It's going good. Christian, how are you? Anton Tarnoa, Kiora bro. Kiora bro to you. Um, Josephine O'Driscoll. Hi, guys. Just love your show. Oh, thanks very much. Thank Anthony so Peake says, hey, lads. Yeah. Um, Robbie Reyes says Clippers for their first championship. Mm, no. No peg. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Robster. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no. G'day, everyone. Thanks so much for watching. Like, yeah, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. So, unfortunately, we do have to talk about something. The elephant in the room. Should we get straight into it? Mate, yeah. It's... Um... The, the game against Manly, round nine against Manly at Lotto Land. Uh, Brownie made a few changes 24 hours out from kickoff, uh, dropping uh, Eli Katoa and Tom Arley out of the squad. Bailey Serenum moved into the run on 13. Um, the final squad listed an hour prior to kickoff had Reese Walsh moved back uh, to the bench. Mm. Eight can drop out of the squad completely. And Jack Murchie named it 18th man again. Again um, for the merch. I think that's two yeah. out of three weeks for the merch. Um and then Brownie was asked before the game how he planned to combat Tommy Turbo. And I thought his answer <laughs> of with a baseball bat in the car park was a great <laughs> response. And as we Could found out 80 minutes later, uh, it's probably what we should have done. <laughs> Absol absolutely. <laughs> Brownie on the money there. Yeah. Well, the game proper itself. Uh, so we had an early mistake from Manly that gifted us the ball in good field position. From that set, CHT in his ret return to first grade ran over from a nice little uh, offload from Cody. Yep. It was a bit of a dream start for us off to a 6-0 lead. Then that man, DCE, the man that torments us, dead set. I don't know. They, they said he's kicked 31 40-20s um, in the last 10 years. And I, reckon, I, reckon, I was just going to say about 30, <laughs> 30 to 31 of them would have been against us. Right? This guy dead set sinks the boot in every time. Oh. Anyway, he, he, gets, he gets another 40-20. And, mate, Tommy Turbo just waltzes over. It was one of the softest tries I've ever seen, I think. Yep. Like we literally just stood back and watched that. And then, surprise, surprise, a successful captain's challenge against us Yep. Uh, by the Sea Eagles. And Tommy Turbo gets another try. And, again, equally as soft, I would I would suggest. Yeah, I, I thought um, I thought the two Manly tries and the CHT, even the CHT try was, was soft, pretty yeah. soft. It was. And then a manly handling error early in their tackle count. Um, we capitalised immediately with a try to Tohu Harris next to the post. And again, again that was a pretty soft try as well. Soft. Just a hit and spin thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Cody converts. It's 12 ball. 
Um, but it, it was pretty evident early on that both teams were experiencing um, defensive issues mm. uh, because all four of those tries scored were very, very soft. Not not first-grade standard nah. defense. No, nah, it definitely wasn't. And, and then from there, it, it became the game was pretty even from that point on. Uh, so yeah. no, no one... Few mistakes. Uh, well, actually, well, no. Before that, uh, we had a bit of a back and forward. You know, yep. teams getting to their kicks and everything. Um, they mainly get a great field position. Um, Turbo uh, catches us napping <laughs> with a yep. with a handling error, and then um, an early mistake, and then they uh, they turn possession over. Yep. On tackle one, so it was a bit of a lucky break there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a it was a comedy of errors that that little passage of play, mm. um, and the error rate yeah, by was. both teams was was pretty uncharacteristic, particularly for us, um, because we've got the best completion rate in the NRL through the yeah, first that's it. Rounds. Yeah, considering how we've been going. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've got my mother watching, and I've got my father watching. Um, Hello, what? Mr. and Mrs. Carter. Yeah. Hey, mum and dad. How are you? Mark Roberts has joined in as well. Hey, Marco. Hey, how Mark. are you, bud? Um. Yeah, penalty in front of the post for an escort after a Cody bomb and the Warriors take a two-point lead following um, that easy penalty shot at goal. Mm. And a great set after points and Josh Curran scores his first NRL try, chasing through a Cody kick. Uh, Cody converts for a 20-12 to halftime lead, but it was interesting, wasn't it, that they looked oh, at that try so many times. It's. Do you know what I've, I've noticed? They've started putting in the, the bottom right-hand corner when the try's been cleared by the bunker, it says bunker cleared or something Saw that. like that. Yep. And, and it, that didn't come up. And I'm sitting there going, oh, geez, they're going to yeah. look at this again. And that was that's the only time I think this year I've seen when they've had a, a review of it that it's been successful. Yep. Because pretty much every other time it's no try. So that was surprising. And, and I'm looking yeah. at it going, guys, you've already looked at it. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, what, yeah, are, you, there was, what are you looking at? That's what I mean. It was weird. Well, well, we yeah. Well, as you said, we took the eight-point lead in, but I, like, no sane Warriors fan would ever sit back and go, "Geez, we got this in the back." Um, we're probably we're probably a bit lucky to be to be out the twenty twelve lead. It wasn't by any any stretch of the imagination a commanding lead. No. And our fear of the repeater last week, obviously, where we struggled the moment against the momentum shifts, which is you know pretty much our Achilles heel at the moment. Yeah. leaking points down that inexperienced right side. So here we go. If you ever wanted to give an example of a turning point in a game, you can use this. Um, look, Cody Cody gets on the outside of his men. We, we get some early possession. We're attacking their line. And Cody, um, Cody gets on the outside of his man and he just uh, basically just has to find one of the outside men. Pass goes to ground. Knock on, manly get the ball, and yeah, that that potentially that's a twelve to fourteen point lead. Correct, gone. And now, that bomb, yeah, that bomb try. Uh, I mean, it was he could have passed it to to Barry, but he chose to throw the long ball to yeah. Cozy. But it was it landed at Cozy's feet. It, it was it was probably the worst the worst thing he could have done. Like yeah. literally of all the options, he could have he could have gone himself. He could have put in a kick. He could yep. have done a number of things. Yep. But geez, turning but, point. Um, yeah, and that bomb that bomb tries it is it is the major turning point in the game. Uh, Manly go the length of the field in their very next set, and Morgan Harper scores. Mister uh, Porno Man come to clean the pool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is as you said, it's effectively a twelve point turnaround in the game because we bombed a. 
a four, possibly six point try at the other end of the field. They've gone and gone six, you know, a six point try at the other end. Um, Manly then get an escort penalty, uh, their next set, and they look to have capitalised with another soft try, only to have it uh, overturned by the bunker, which is, you know, something that doesn't happen to us very often. <laughs> and then the bunk, uh, the Warriors turn the ball over again on tackle one, and Manly back on the attack. And another man who seems to be uh, <laughs> another warrior terroriser in the making, Jason Saab, then scores the first of his three tries. And um, Garrick puts it over from the chalk. So that gives Manly a 22-20 lead. And yeah. that was actually Manly's first lead in the game. So finally, our man Walsh gets injected into the game. So Wade Egan, as, as we had discussed earlier, was possibly possibly even hooked from the game there. Um, but with uh, Walshy on the field, he made an immediate impact. Yep. Um, and he made a try-saving tackle on that man Saab. Um, but Manly have you know, the firm grip on possession. And then Garrick scores in the corner. Jeez, he loves doing those backflips, landing on his head. It looks like he nearly injured himself. Yeah, I was like, why Why do... I, I noticed um, Coates has been doing it for the Broncos. Why do these guys do mm. that? Flips. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's by and by. But, um, yeah, yeah, so he scores. And um, Tommy Turbo again. Brilliant pass out to Garrick over in the corner. Yep. And, um, yeah. Opens up a 26-20 yeah. lead there. 26-20 lead. And mm. those flashbacks to last week's game uh, uh, and our inability to adjust to those momentum shifts and score second half points is what was worrying me. Um, Manly then scored back-to-back tries with a Gerbo, with Gerbo putting Turbo in uh, through a nice Gerbo. hole. Gerbo and then Saba, Saba benefits scoring his second try. And in the blink of an eye, our eight-point lead has become a 12-point deficit with 20 to go. And we've just got absolutely no ball. And Manly just seemed to be marching downfield and scoring points at will. Um, Saab gets a hat-trick. And all of a sudden, Manly are out to a 16-point lead. Another, uh, one, of those, one of those tries he scored with a, with a lot of attention on him as well. Um, yes. Which is interesting on Ken's side again. That um, we, we hit back. So we do. We, we, I mean... It's not all doom and gloom. The Warriors sit back with their, with their first set in seven minutes after all those rush of tries. With a try to Chanel, um, 11 minutes re- remaining, there is some hope because that puts us back within 12. It was a bit of a scrappy try, but uh, we got a hand on it at the end. A poor finish to our set after points, though, with a miskicked kick. <laughs> and Manly start their set on the halfway line. Yeah. And... Um, I think I think we only made about twenty meters in that set or something. It was yeah. a dead set pinned down there, and a ridiculous again a ridiculous penalty to Manly for a, a high shot from Curran, who's placed on report again, and Manly opt to take a penalty shot, so that pushes it. I think that, that were thirty points to twenty to make it uh, thirty-two. Yeah, thirty-two to twenty. Uh, tw- thirty-two. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we get a chance after Manly knock on from that. From a short kickoff. 30, sorry, 38 26. 38 26. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm getting a bit. Um, and then, yeah, we get a chance after Manly knock on from a short kickoff. Uh, and Reese Walsh scores his first NRL try. Cody converts, and the margins reduced to six with four minutes remaining. And then the Warriors do everything right to get into a scoring yeah. position. Um, however, Ken's put over the sideline, diving for the corner. And I thought then when he got that ball, if he had just straightened instead of start, yeah. kept going for the corner, I think he would, he would have got there. 
Um, Even in hindsight, looking back on it, if Walsh had thrown the big dummy and gone himself, because yeah. the, the defence was sliding over quickly. So I reckon he may have even got there. I mean, it's all in hindsight now. There was another um, point in that game too where, where Ken gets the ball and he gets tackled short of the line. And it, it's, it was just a, a, a nice legs tackle. But yeah. Ken's always been that kind. He's, he's always like... The last couple of years has been a lot like Manu, where he can always break that first and second tackle. Yeah, he's, he's just a big enough man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and Manly see out the game uh, with the ball in hand, and they the 38-32 win. Yeah, and a defensive tussle. Yeah. <laughs> both yeah. both both teams were able to score points each time they got into the opponent's zone. So that's a pretty big concern, and that's why it's it's not like a top eight standard game. Um, no, the points were just coming way too easily. We've prided ourselves on our on our um, goal line defence, especially within that trial and, and round one, both of those games against the Titans. Yep. And our completion as well. But they both seem to have uh, completely went out the window in this game. So 70 yeah. points scored in total. As we said, it's not the defensive efforts of the top eight teams. And I mean, I mean, Manly, you take you take out that man and... Yeah. Turbo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was a masterclass by him. What do you have? Over 100 and something metres, two tries, four tries, assists, five line breaks and three line break assists. Like, yeah, I know. He's, he's been... Uh, I mean, we, we joke and say, um, you know, that he's only good for five or seven games a season and that. But, I mean, you know, he makes a difference. When he's on the field, mate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he doesn't play that game and we win, and we win oh, basically. He's, he's, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess the positive that I take out of that game um, if you can take a positive out of it, is that at 36-20 down, um, past Warriors teams would have folded and possibly yeah. leaked further points. But um, the commitment to play the 80 minutes and, all, and almost escape with a win is a positive. And it goes back to that Melbourne game too. That Melbourne mm. game will never in that. But, you know, they kept on coming. They scored a couple yeah. of late tries. And, uh, uh, we're the only team that have put 20 points on Melbourne this year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so there is things for Brownie to work on. It was interesting to hear Brownie's post-match press conference where he was saying that he got his um, interchanges wrong. Uh, possibly yeah. should have bought, bought uh, Reese in a little bit sooner. Uh, one thing I did notice is the limited minutes that both Bailey Sirenin and Jazz got in this game. Um, Bailey Sirenin was barely cited as well. Mate, he started. I think he played 22 minutes and then that was it. Four, four runs or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting that Egan got rested. Mark Roberts is saying, um, is that the sternum issue that you're talking about? Is that in regards to Ken or is that in regards to um, Wade Egan? Because I thought, you know, Egan's been probably our best defender through eight rounds, mm. and for him to be hooked early and then not, not seen again. Um, and I know you and I have both said that, you know, he's made a couple of bad choices um yeah a couple, a couple of glaring ones yeah yeah and you know you know there, there was the one at the roosters that led to tedesco yeah. scoring and a few things like that but we we seen uh ken for the injury okay thanks bro yeah i i spoke to ken after the the cowboys game when we beat the cowboys uh last week yeah uh, or two weeks ago and um i just noticed in that game he seemed a little bit mm off and I even said to him bro are you carrying an injury and he said no 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 I was just tired so yeah I, I don't know what's going on with Kenny um, mm. can we drop drop JT please he seems unable to get the meters needed as a prop he kind of he, he, 
he gets he doesn't get a lot of post contact meters. Nah, he's, 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 yeah, he seems to be struggling a little bit. He's very good much. defensively yeah. though. I have noticed that JTB yep. works very very hard defensively. Mm. Um, we don't have a point problem scoring points lately, but we just need to stop them. I thought the bench rotation wasn't great from Nathan Brown. That's from Christian. Yeah, um, pretty much what we what we just yep. uh, said before, mm. you know. And then Brownie came out and said that you know it was all on him pretty much the. The uh, bench rotations, he's got to take some responsibility for that. But at yep. the end of the day, there was some very, very soft try scores. Oh, yeah, there's no way around that. It, it was defensively, we just were not up to scratch yet. That was that was the most disappointing, the ease that those tries came. Uh, he's only averaging 55 metres a game. Yeah, I don't think he's getting big minutes either. Mm. Uh, do you feel Cozy needs to stop rushing up? I think that that's from Victor Kiwi Kiwi. I think the biggest problem that we have at the moment is the... The um, what's the word I'm looking for? There, we've got some young players out there, very inexperienced. We've got two inexperienced players playing next to each other in in Rocco Berry and Edward yeah, Cozy. It's not ideal. Yeah. No. Um, you know, we're we're going deep into our roster. I think we're using you know twenty. We've used twenty seven players. Um, yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. of injuries and and so forth, and you know, we're all we were all very excited at the beginning of the year with the recruitment that we had, but with the recruitment comes time for these guys to to actually get some cohesion on the field and some confidence in the way they're playing. So, you know, um, my way of thinking is like, it's, it's not all doom and gloom for the Warriors at the moment. Uh, no. As I said, we've got some some young guys out there. They're working hard. Uh, you know, I hopefully mean, we can get some of these combinations happening on the field. That's it. That's it. When some of these combinations start to click and the penny drops, like we could be a very dangerous team. But at the yeah. moment, we just we just sort of in that scratching around sort of phase, working out what's best, what combinations are best. I mean, you've got, you got a bit of a spanner in the works there with the form of Walsh being, um, you know, a good halves option now. And then with CHT back. So it's one of those things that we've just got to probably experiment a bit and find out what, what's the best combination for the team going forward. It's better than past seasons, isn't it, mate? Where we've oh, absolutely. had injuries yeah. and we've had no cover. Yeah. Now we've got the headache of, you know, well, you know, we've got, three halves to, to throw into two positions and, you know, uh, a host of forwards. You know, I mean, this week we yeah. get Ben Murdoch Vassilla back. Um, yep. You know, in a couple of weeks we get We Adam did Vanilla miss his Blake. impact. We, we definitely yep. missed BMM's impact last week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, do you reckon the problem is having young edges and uh, every team will target that? Yeah, um, I do think that's an issue at the moment. Um, if Aiken is available to play, who stays and who gets dropped in our back line? If Aiken plays, I would say Kosi gets dropped and Pompey Pompey moves out to a wing. Yeah, makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Pompey's Uh, Pompey's the experienced winger. He played most most of last year as well. So yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, Yeah. Um, What about stats? Oh yeah, round review. Yep. Uh, what was first game? Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday game. What about this game? Storm 50 over the Rabbitohs nil. Now, South took the field with a few key players missing out with injury and suspension, most notably one Josh Reynolds. <laughs> and Josh Reynolds. Um, Josh Reynolds. You mean uh, Adam Reynolds? Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Jo- Josh Reynolds is over in uh, in England, mate. <laughs> Josh Reynolds also didn't play, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't play. He was never named. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> uh, look, Melbourne just turned it on from the outset. What about Josh Adokar? Four first half tries, 
a second half double for six tries. Um, they were talking about it's been 71 years um, since Jack Troy did that for Newtown or 1950. Yep. I don't know if this counts, but I remember Ken Nagus scoring six tries in the World Club Challenge against Huddersfield or something like that. Remember in the Super League year, they had that World Club Challenge yeah. and all the English team. Yeah, I remember, I'm sure they get on YouTube and Get on YouTube and watch um, Martin Afire score 10 for Wigan one, one weekend. Yeah, okay. Well, Josh, you've got to get 11 this week to beat old <laughs> Martin Offia. Maybe if we put Lee Aiden Ryan out there, he might oh, get 11. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Munster's goal kicking is a mixed bag again, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Yeah. Five from ten. Um, our, our good, our good mate George Jennings also got a double there. So, yeah. um, mate, all you can say is Melbourne are looking strong, and they yeah, just Rabbitohs had Rabbitohs had no answer. No, no, absolutely not. Um, Friday night, first game, uh, Panthers forty-eight Sharks nil. It's the first time for a while that we've had. The first two games of a week, like it's nearly a hundred hundred points for the winners and zero for the losers. If you love tries, then oh, yeah. mate. Penrith once again just ticking along like a well-oiled machine. Um, they're showing their dominance over the comp- competition, extending their run to nine wins to start the season and twenty-five of their last twenty-six. Uh, Sharks are almost unable to get out of their own half. Uh, Brian Tottle with um, over two hundred and twenty meters five consecutive weeks in a row, and this week he. he Chalked up 310 running meters um, compared to the Sharks back five combined for 320. <laughs> um, Charlie Staines with a hat trick. Um, he scored seven of his 12 and overall tries against the Sharks. Um, Cleary eight from eight with his goal kicking. Um, mate, the highlight for me in that game was that one uh, section of play where yeah. Cleary took on the line. He, he looked inside, um, passed outside to Luai and a no-look pass who set up Burton's try. It was just sheer brilliance. It was that's, one of those things that you love to see. That's a backline clicking, isn't it? That's yeah. just yep. a team that's in form. <laughs> Funnily enough, um, uh, I'm having, I've had another mental blank I've been thrown with the whole Josh Reynolds thing. The former yeah. Melbourne centre that was playing for the Sharks. Oh, Will Chambers. Will Chambers. So, <laughs> mental blank. Apparently he was sledging the Panthers players because they didn't have a premiership ring or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's not like Will Chambers, is it? No. Uh, second, second Friday game. Uh, interesting game, this one. Eels 31 over the Roosters 18. So after two blowouts, it was good to finally see a, a competitive game. Yep. Uh, Parramatta completely in control in the first half. Roosters were missing some key personnel that, uh, and, and they lost Bradley to a HIA, unfortunately. Yep. And Hutchison, controversially, um, in that broken ribs and a punctured lung, it's, that's had a lot of publicity. That's um, that little passage of play there. Yeah. And the calls, ref, ref's probably got it wrong uh, with not sending Dylan Brown to, at least to the sin bin for leading with his knees, which caused the damage. Um, Roosters, Roosters did do well to stay in the contest, though. Um, they worked very hard there. Um, yep. Although Moses iced the game with a um, with a field goal with four minutes to go um, to give them a seven point lead, and then Dylan Brown got a late try to make it thirteen. Ikavalu uh, try scoring uh, return with a hat trick, and Bryce Hartwright with a double. Yeah, that um, I got the shits watching that game because I. The, they kept going on and on about how it could be the game that Joseph Suwali makes his debut. Uh, and raving on about Joseph Suwali. And there was another young kid sitting on the bench who actually did make his debut. And they said nothing about him. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. nothing. It was all about 
Suwali. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a good win by the Eels. Um, Saturday, we had the Knights 24 over the Raiders 16. Raiders took that game to Wagga. Um, it was a messy game early. There was a lot of drop ball, indicative of two highly fancy teams who've just gone and fallen out the eight and struggled yeah. this season. Uh, Canberra led 16-0 at halftime and then again uh, failed to score any first-half points um, and lost their fifth game in a row. Uh, the Knights scored 24 unanswered points in the second half, but it was a punishing game to watch. Yeah, no, it wasn't wasn't the best best game. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of like who's going to break out of their funk and actually win this one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Saturday, 5:30, Titans 36 over the Tigers 28. So this was another match that uh, well, actually, this is the uh, I guess the Western Suburbs tribute. Um, yep. to Tommy Radonikus. Tigers are wearing their special uh, Magpies jersey to honour him. And they even unveiled the naming of a stand in his honour as well. Uh, although, much like the previous time, uh, Titans got out to a, a fast start. Three tries, 18-0, including a length of the field try from a kickoff. Yeah. Try that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tigers did get themselves back into the game. And they had two two disallowed tries in the second half, which could have cha- could have got them home. But geez, a man under pressure is match. Um, yeah. You just looked at him up. You look at him after that game, and he was like a broken man. And uh, it's tough. I'll tell you who was a broken man, mate. I'll tell uh, you who was a yeah. broken man. <laughs> 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 um, how oh. about that? How about David Nofaluma going flying into the uh, oh into the yeah as well. Yeah, that looked that that could have been really bad. He was and lucky. Th- yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. Um, he was lucky um that he didn't get some a serious injury from that. Yeah, yeah. Well Fafita absolutely launched himself at him. So all of those blokes could have picked up an injury there. It reminded me of the old cricket days. Remember before they had the before they had the rope, how there was that bloke that slid into the guttering and yeah. damaged his knee. Sort of well, mate, it brought back memories of Marcus Bye at Melbourne, and then um, yeah, that's right, Justin Murphy. And Justin Murphy, yeah. yeah, yeah, good mate Murph going over, yeah. head over apex there. Yeah, um, yeah, it was interesting, isn't it? Um, Carlos reckons that the Tigers will win this week because they're not playing for any milestones. All the milestone <laughs> games. I haven't got the heart to tell him that um, Jacob Little and. Uh, uh, Thomas McKayley are both playing their fiftieth and hundredth game in the NRL. So <laughs> let's let's just let's just hope they do a they uh, don't have any. I mean they've sort of done with <laughs> those celebratory. Mate, things. mate, I hope they put on a good performance. Otherwise, I've got to put up with him all weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Cowboys nineteen versus the Broncos eighteen. This was an absolute cracker of a game. Uh, Chris Walker. Um, and Nate Miles and Carl Webb in the stadium doing their walk for motor neurone disease mm. it was a great sight. Um, Cowboys opened the scoring with Cole Felt folding himself like a piece of origami. <laughs> How about that? That was ridiculous, wasn't it? He had an extra arm, didn't he? How, yeah. how did he get it? It's like it's like it was all disjointed, and he's like dislocated his arm to like score that or something. It was unreal. Uh, it was a truly entertaining game, though. I, it, it brought back. Memories of that that period in 2015, 2017, where they they played out five one point thrillers, including yeah. the memorable twenty fifteen grand final. Yeah. Um, good to see both teams, and both teams looked good. I was really impressed yes. uh, with the Broncos with Payne Haas and, and Matt Lodge. Mm. Um, they had really really strong games. They, they were right. They were right in it. They were right yeah. up for it. Yeah. 
and and young Jake Clifford coming back into the fold for the Cowboys. He he played. He was really really good. Pivotal pivotal role with that big run towards the end that led up to the <laughs> Talmalolo try. I'm just Nicholas McKerch has written now that Brisbane have signed Reynolds. Who should their next priority signing be? And Mark Roberts has said a proper coach, um. <laughs> <laughs> someone who's going to get heavily entrenched in their system. Yes, <laughs> I'll tell you now though there is whispers that Sean Johnson is heading there. Um, he's Sean Johnson's mum has posted something. Yep. On, on Twitter, was it? His, where mother, his mother-in-law, so his Kayla's mum, posted something about them moving to Brisbane, moving to Brisbane. and Brisbane. apparently she's been inquiring about rental properties in the Brisbane CBD, a little birdie tells me. So. Yeah, so there is a... Because I have heard that um, the Sharks are now making uh, Anthony Milford their number one priority of signing. Um, so, yeah, watch this space, as Cameron George would say, and watch we get some news on that. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, to round out the weekend, we had Dragons. So this was obviously after our game. Dragons versus Bulldogs. So, yep. look, the dourest of first halves. Dragons up 6-0. Uh, Dufty with the only points. Second half, uh, the Dragons kind of kicked into gear and put on a few tries. It looked like it was going to be another depressing night for the Bulldogs. They did manage to come up with a couple of couple of tries there. Um, Corey Allen. Stretch it off with a with a look like a neck injury. They said it was a bad burner or something in his neck. Yeah. Um, and Dragons debuted a young seventeen year old straight from the SG ball. Yeah, interesting, then, isn't it? Like we yeah. get all this again. We get all this news about oh Joseph Suwali, 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 but we're all, we're all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Junior Ramone comes in and um, straight out of the SG ball grand final last week, uh, yep. where he was named player of the series in SG ball. Um, yeah. Gets out there, uh, scores a try. Looked really, really good uh, playing as well. Um, yeah, no, th- th- there's some positive signs there. They, they've unearthed some good players there, Dragons. Yep. So, it's looking good for them. Unfortunately, not so good for the Bulldogs. And we all saw what happened this week with uh, young Kyle Flanagan. It was a bit tough yeah. to watch that, wasn't it? So It was a tough watch. Yeah. Um, and that, that, was just, that was just garbage for the Bulldogs to yeah. dish him up like That's that. It, threw him under the bus. Yeah. All right, mate, set of six. Will we get into it? Yeah, mate, yeah. What do we got? First first set. Now, we kind of touched on this earlier, the mounting injury toll. Now, obviously, we've been heavily affected by injuries. As you said, we've already used 27 of the 30 players, which is unprecedented. But as yep. you said, luckily this year, we have been um, smart with the recruiting. We do have depth in these positions. So we've been able to cover, although we did have to get you know the extra permission to play young Cozy a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, then have a look at Parramatta, who we're playing this week, who could barely even name 17 players. Yeah. Having to get special dispensation as well to get a couple of their guys, coaches, son into the into the game and everything. And look, it, it's 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 definitely not just us. Look at the Roosters; they're they're struggling. There's been just so many injuries this year, and I can't I can't remember a year like it to be honest. No, and and really, again, the only team that really hasn't been affected is Penrith. Yep. You know, 100%. Penrith had a couple of weeks where they had Dylan Edwards out. Mm. But aside from that, they've been relatively unaffected. Uh, Parramatta as well, up until now, they've got, mm. you know, Nathan Brown's out injured. Um, they've got both Dylan Brown and Murata Nakore spending a bit of time on the sideline yeah. for his suspension. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's, a, you know, a couple of those teams up the top. They're, that's where the Roosters have probably been the most impressive side this season with the injury toll that mm. they've got. Um, and they're still up there in that top four, top five fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're still they're still right in it, and you know, 
they, they don't lie down. Must be must be something that uh, Adam Kieran learnt from the uh, Warriors Warriors camp last year. The resilience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Why did we let him go? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we get to see one of those this week, don't we? One of our why did we let him go? W-D-H-L-G-H-G. The mounting injury toll is its uh, absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, is it the speed of the game um, now? And, you know, the, the not as many stoppages. Uh, you know, it's more of a game of attrition. Mm. Uh, are they making poor decisions under fatigue, which is... You know, put it, especially with the HIA stuff, yeah. you know, guys putting themselves in positions where they're getting knocks on the head, you know, putting mm. their head in the wrong position when they're making tackles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it's... Um, they have to give a top 30 deal to the coach's son at Para to allow him to play half. Yeah, that's right. And the funny, interesting thing is that um, he can't train with the side because of the COVID bubble yeah, that the, the bubble. Eels are in, yeah. but he lives with his dad. So it's, just, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't get my head around that one. Nah, that's like- Speaking of eels or former eels, um, yes. the Hain plane has been permanently grounded for the next four years. Touchdown at Silverwater, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, Jared Hain sentenced to four years in jail for, or up to, what is it, four years and nine months uh, for his sexual assault yeah. of that uh, young woman in Newcastle. Um, you know, there's, a lot of toing and froing on this has been people, you know, supporting Jared and saying that, you know, um, she invited him there and blah, blah, blah. Um, what people have to realise is it's not Jared Haynes' first sexual assault offence. No, um, that's not. He was accused whilst he was in the USA that's right, uh, playing for the 49ers. That was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount and was just prior to that Me Too movement. Had yeah. the Me Too movement been around at that time, I think... Um, Jared probably wouldn't have got back to Australia. He probably would have been prosecuted in America. Mm. Uh, his biggest problem is that he's shown no remorse whatsoever. Uh, and you can see that in the, the text messages. The fact that he had that taxi waiting is probably the worst thing he could have done. And then there's uh, phone conversations that he had with um, Mitch Pierce and stuff afterwards. Um, yeah, it's... It's, um, it's it's just a sad fall from grace. It's, um, yeah. That, We're now seeing Jack DeBellin. He's been exonerated on one count, but there's a hung jury on the other count. Uh, he goes back to court in two weeks. So, yeah, it's. Um, I, I think the biggest issue for someone like Jared Hayne, and there was a, a good story in the newspaper the other day where the whole story was about the fact that no one's ever said no to him. He was this yeah, young kid that, that grew up, yeah. you know, um, managers give him this, you know, he gets product endorsement, he gets this, he gets that. No one ever says no to him. Um, Super entitled. Yep, so Super absolutely. just thought he was entitled to everything. He could take whatever he wanted. So uh, no, Hayne didn't spit on the ground. It was um, one of his uh, entourage spat at the girl who, when she came out of court. Uh, so again, you know, disgusting behaviour. Yes. Um, you know, and I mean, there's a lot of people saying, you know, that you know she knew what was going to happen, blah blah blah. But once she says no, no means no. Yep. I've got two adult daughters, uh, and I would hate to think that any. Um, any man would uh, treat my my daughters like that. Um, you know, I always raise my sons to when they treat women. I've got three adult sons, you know, mm. and I always raise my sons that you know they, they treat women the way they'd expect their mother and their sisters to be treated. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a good look for the game. 
Um, I, in saying that, though, I think any word of him having his Delhi M medals taken is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, as despicable as it all has been, that was achieved, you know, 10 years ago on the field. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I think Volandis has said that they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't hesitate to do it. No, I'm just mm. reading some of the comments, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Millie's asked, Coach Stewart says that we're doing all that we can to win games of footy. Will we win this week's guys? Tell it to me straight so I know exactly what, I can't see the rest of the question, uh, what to expect this week ahead of time. Who are they playing? Are they playing Cowboys? Oh, no, no, Cowboys are playing the Roosters. No. Sharks. Bulldogs. Sharks? No, Bulldogs, Bulldogs, I think. Canberra. Well, Bulldogs. yep. You might, you oh, might win that one in Golden yeah, you Point. Yeah. You might win that in Golden Point, Millie. Yeah, let's move swiftly on from the uh, Hain Plane in the Slammer. Um, we touched on, again, we touched on this earlier. And I want to talk a bit about goal kicking. Now, we've we seen Cam Munster. There's been a bit of a comical response about his goal kicking or lack of goal kicking. <laughs> Um, obviously he's been involved in two fairly big wins. It even started against us. I mean, he, he didn't, he probably kicked about 50% against us. Yep. Um, I mean, it is, I know it's a bit of a joke when you, when you're scoring like 10, 12 tries and you know, you can probably afford to miss five, six shots at goal. Surely this has got to be a bit of a concern for Craig Bellamy. Uh, when the storm come up against say Penrith, Parramatta, Roosters or a, a tight game in the finals, and even even with Munson or kicking, Pappenhausen himself is not a recognised kicker either. No. And you know, tight games can be decided by kicks at goal. So, I think this is a genuine concern. I think um, this week too. Who are they? Who I mean, Pappenhausen's out injured. Uh, Munster's out injured. Dragons. They're, they're dragons straight up through our game. Who's going to kick yeah. for him? Nico Hines. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they've been. Uh, Lining up at training to have a have a oh, shot. They've got a couple of injuries this week. Like Kenny Bromwich is going. They gone. do. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting because they got Munster out as Munster out, Pappenhausen out. Oh, but Pappenhausen's back. No, he's not. Back. No, Pappenhausen's no. out. Pappenhausen's named on the extended bench. Right. Right. Okay. I knew he was Munster's somewhere out. in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Grant's out and Brandon Smith are out. Jeez. So, yeah. A couple Smith, of big outs. Smith and Grant out. Massive. Massive. Yeah. Players. Uh, thoughts on the Jazz contract situation? We'll talk about that a bit later, mate. Uh, yeah, when we get, get to some news. Well, speaking uh, of um, speaking of Millie and her beloved coach. Yeah, speaking of, yes, Millie, pay attention. Um, coaches under the most pressure in the NRL uh, has to be Ricky Stewart and Michael Maguire, uh, the two coaches under the most pressure at this stage of the season. And I'm I'm saying that because they're uh, coaches that are entrenched in their clubs. Uh, at the moment. Yeah, heavily. Yeah. yeah, heavily entrenched. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we've got new coaches like Brownie and, and Toddy Payton and uh, Trent, Trent Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. Kevin Walters, who, you know, first years into their, their club tenure. Um, so, obviously, not under as much pressure as these two guys. Yeah. Um, sorry to tell you, Millie, but I think Ricky is delusional, um, stating in his most recent press conference after the Knights loss that they have no issues and they're a happy group. Uh, uh, they don't yeah. look like a happy group. Um, Josh, Josh Papali'i came out in an interview and said, oh, it'll chill everyone out if we just get a win this week. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just basically gave the game up. That's what I mean. Uh, you know, the whispers leaked in the media regarding, uh, you know, Josh Hodgson and the conversations he's had with Ricky. 
Papa Lee, uh, Papa Lee himself, even Jared Croker. Johnny, Johnny Bateman getting involved again from the other side of the... Absolutely, the saying yeah. that there was issues last year when he yep. was there. Um, and, of course, the Joe, whole Joe Tarpany situation with his wife. Uh, yeah, I think they've got some some issues. And, yeah, I mean, it's always easy to bag a side when they're not winning. And the, mm. the fact that the Raiders have lost five in a row. But the Raiders' biggest issues is the fact that they cannot score points in the second half. Um, and that's very uh, un-Raider-like. Uh, but Madge Maguire at the Tigers, um, yeah, I don't know. His, I, I, I don't know. The, the Tigers look like a half-decent side on paper, but just – and they're, they're the kind of side now. They're playing for like a 10-minute block here and then a 15-minute block there. They're not putting the full 80 minutes together. They've proven they can score points and stay in games. You know, they – there was the Cowboys game. There was last week's game. Um, you know, two games that they really should have won. It's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a hallmark of basically any team that's not in the top five really yep. this year. It's yep. like just just the inability to put together eighty minutes. So we're we're just as guilty of it. Um, I mean, Toddy Payton came out and said the Cowboys are battling with that. It's just like not being able to put together a decent eighty minute performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's um yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah well let's move on to tackle five the one yep. player influence oh yes uh, here we go so the player who is that one player that affects the winning or losing it's got to be Tommy Turbo Tom yep. Trevojevic is probably the best example of this I mean Manly's win ratio when he plays seventy three percent against you know obviously. Twenty-three uh, percent when he doesn't play. Yeah. Look, he has completely transformed their side this year. They're they're looking like a, a, a top eight certainty at the moment. The way yeah, they are playing. Yeah. Um. And you know, he just he was is he was involved in everything against us. He terrorized us. I mean, that's not unusual. There's been a number of manly players that terrorized us over the years. But he, but it, it's not just against us. It was you know when he when he came back against the Gold Coast a few weeks ago and he just completely. Like change the whole, change the whole dynamic of the team. Yeah, um, it reminded me of back in the uh, late nineties, early two thousands when Joey Johns was out of the Newcastle team. Yeah, they were diabolical. And literally, I remember one night against the Broncos, he came back. They'd been beaten like 40, 50 nil the previous week, and they came out and beat the Broncos forty nil. Yeah, Joey Johns back in the team. Yeah, influence. It was like um, when uh, Jonathan Thurston was in his prime at the Cowboys yeah. too. You know. Thurston plays, Cowboys win. Thurston out injured, Cowboys lose. And and back in the day, and the, the Raiders when Ricky Stewart got injured towards the end of the '93 season, yep. uh, he broke his leg, I think, in the last round against Parramatta, and that was then done. They, they yeah. just got rolled in the finals. Well, yeah. go back to 20, 2016, was it for us where we mm. were sitting in four spots? Uh, twenty fifteen, yeah. Sean 2015, Johnson. Sean Johnson gets injured, and we lose nine games straight. Yeah, the... exactly. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm, very interesting. Uh, does Rolly Jacks kick? I don't know if Rolly Jacks kicks. Uh, Millie says, surely he's not communicating what he's saying to the media uh, during the week. It seems like he's just saying that there is no problems to protect his team. But if he's saying that to the players too, I'm really concerned. Uh, well said, Hammer. I can't see the rest of that comment. Uh, oh, that's it. Well said, Hammer. Oh, good. Well yeah. said. Well thanks, said, Billy. mate. Yeah. Uh, thanks. 
the saying is that one man doesn't make a team, but Tommy Turbo does. That's from my mum, and she's said it in capitals, so she's yelling at us. <laughs> Why are you yelling at us, mum? <laughs> Why are you shouting at me? <laughs> um, you have to agree. Yeah. Um, and the, the last tackle in the set of six, the bunker interference. Now, we uh, discussed... Yeah, a few weeks back, the bunker looking at every try after it's been awarded, taking tries away from teams, etc. The latest thing I noticed in this round of, of footy was the amount of players that were being put on report during games, but it wasn't at the time of the offence. The referees yes. were putting them on report at the, not at the time of the incident, but after the set had been completed. Yeah. So the teams aren't getting the advantage of a penalty when a, an active foul play has been committed. They're, you know, they get their the set of six. It becomes a turnover. It's like, oh, hey, Rob, uh, come over here, mate. Yeah, uh, you're put on report, you know, um, for something that happened in that last set of six. It's just yeah. absolutely ridiculous now, you know. Um, the, the game with the Broncos and the Cowboys the other night, it probably would have been easier for the ref just to say at the beginning of the game, okay, everyone's on report. And then at the <laughs> end of the games, nominate the three guys that he didn't call out. During the game, it was ridiculous. You're on report. You're on report. You're yeah, all on report. Everybody's on report. <laughs> everybody's <yeah>. on report. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, mate. Yeah. It was, it was really giving me the shits. Um, oh, yeah. I just think that Bunker's having way too much say in, in how the game is being played now. You know, it's... and then has no say in things that they should be having says in. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Like they chime yeah. in for the weirdest things, but then other. Yeah like glaring mistakes it's like surely the bunker can see that and just you know cross live to the get the earpiece and say sorry mate you made a bit of a blue there with the referee just on that too i was a bit concerned not so much with the bunker but in the titans um tigers game the other day the other night Mm -hmm. um the tigers uh get a penalty Jamal Fogarty yells to the ref, challenge, challenge. David Nofaluma takes a quick tap and scores under the post. And the ref goes, oh, I can't go back and look at it. Yeah. Why couldn't, like, what's the go there? Why was Jamal Fogarty not allowed to challenge a call? I thought they could challenge when there was a stoppage in play. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so is he deeming that at the time Nofaluma was within his rights to take a quick tap? And because he had already taken the tap, it's it's considered a continuation of play. Yeah. And therefore Fogarty like yeah. was just a fraction too slow. So he yep. said there's nothing I can do. Like you needed to have said it before we took the tap. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah, it is a mm. weird one. Um yeah, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, um that's our set of six, mate. Um let's get into our preview of the round ten clash against the Parramatta Eels at Suncorp Stadium. Magic yeah, for a magic round. Yeah. Um Team list, not not too many changes to the team no. that was named last week, pretty much so. Uh, but in saying that, you know, Browning makes a few changes prior to kickoff, so yes. I wouldn't... I'm expecting a, a couple of changes to this one as well. Yeah, me too, mate. Uh, but we'll just go quick rundown. Yep. RTS at fullback, Edward Cosey and Ken Mamala on the wings, Pompey and Berry in the centres, Cody at 5'8", Chanel Harris-Tavita at half, uh, front row of Kane Evans, uh, Jermaine Tanoa-Brown and Wade Egan at hooker. Josh Curran and Ben Murdoch Masilla are edge back rowers and Tohu Harris at lock. Um, the interchange bench of Jazz Tavanga, Lisa Nalmao, Bunty Afol, Reese Walsh, and then the extended bench of Bailey Siren and Jack Mercy, Eliasa Katoa, and Ewan Aitken. Mm. Um, 
Well, I'll say I, I'll be very surprised if you and Aitken doesn't come in at centre, as we said before. Yep. Uh, shifting Pompey to the wing and Cozy, the, the man to miss out there. Yep. I think that, that adds pretty good balance to that back line as well. Yeah. Um, Aitken, uh, experienced and established centre. As we said before, Pompey's played plenty of wing. And he's a big man as well, another big man out in the wing. He's good under the high ball. Um, so I, I would be very surprised if that that doesn't happen. Yeah. The big surprise packet for me this season has been Josh Curran. Um, yeah. yeah just taking, taking it with his opportunity with both hands. Uh, he's nearly scored in every game. You yes. know, he's, he's, his work rate's very high. He's involved in everything. Uh, I Yeah, I, I've, I've been very excited about what he brings. I'm excited that Ben Medoc Masilla's back in this side. Um, just for his impact. It's just, yeah. just pure impact. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, Reese Walsh on the interchange bench. There's a lot of people saying that, you know, uh, we, Reese will start and, you know, Katie might go to hooker and blah, blah, blah. I think Wade Egan starts at hooker. Uh, Brownie said all season that Wade Egan is his mm. hooker. And I can't see him changing that now. And he, he has said that, you know, this season is a development season for Wade Egan. Mm. Um you know, so, I mean, last year, you know, he shared that role with um, Carl Lawton. Uh, Carl yes. Lawton was our first yep. choice hooker. So, you know, this is Wade Egan's first um, standalone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see Reese Walsh being used off the bench, but I can see him being used more effectively as what he was last week. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Jay Harris has joined us. Jay. Oh, Barry, you can catch up on YouTube later or you can catch up on. Uh, Facebook later or plenty of options. Always. Spotify, whatever you want to, however you want to. I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're coming up to Magic Round, though, bro. It's going to be good to. Yes, we are. Up. Yeah, it'd be great to yeah. catch up again, mate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, probably the the interesting one for me is Bailey Surinan. Um, yes. You know, he's gone from being an 80 minute player at South to Brownie hasn't really utilised him mm. well. Uh, you know, our seats at the game up at the Central Coast were pretty close to the bench. And, you know, Bailey's pretty much blowing up every week that he's not getting uh, time on the field. Mm. Uh, and the, so the fact that he's not in the, the 17 at this stage is an interesting one. The other one is Jack Murchie. Jack did, was so good for us last season. And he's, he hasn't really featured much this year. He's, he's not really, no. Yeah. So, but uh, I think Aitken will start. I'm with you. I think Aitken will start. I think. Cozy drops out and um, Pompey moves out onto a wing. Uh, mm. And I can't see too much change other than that. No. Um, the game this week, the defence is going to be the key. Uh, oh, it's got to be, got to tighten that up. Yep. It's, we, you we, know, we need to be a hundred times better than yeah. we were against Manly. These top eight sides know how to take advantage. Oh yeah. Um, we'll be, yeah, we'll so. get punished for, for mistakes. For sure. Absolutely. We just, we got to limit the amount of mistakes. We've got to limit mm. the amount of missed tackles. Um, Walsh needs to be injected sooner, and our halves just need to step up. We need yes. they need to control the game. The kicking game needs to, you know, pin the, the Parramatta players in a corner. Um, there needs to be more certainty about it as well, and there needs to be less, I think, indecisiveness on the last tackle and and that kind of thing. Like, would they need to sort of establish? I would like to see whichever side Jacob Arthur's playing. I'd like to see Ben Murdoch Masilla playing that mm. edge. Um, you know, Let's run, get smart about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, run all our, uh, all our big men at him. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. What do you guys think about Reynolds going to the Broncos? Hmm. 
it's interesting yeah. one. He, he'll be he'll definitely be good for them. Um, he's hundred percent an organising half. Like yep. that's that's you know one of the best aspects of his game. And geez, the Broncos need some organising. So yeah. um, after having yeah Milford in there for the last few years and pretty much misfiring to re add some structure. I still can't believe after that diabolical performance by the South last week that that they're still going to persevere with this. We don't need Adam Reynolds. Um, you know, he it doesn't sorely, make any sense to me. No, he was sorely missed last week. He, he's he's a favourite son of the club, and they're lowballing him with with a contract offer and basically forced him out the door. Yeah. Mark Roberts said, I could easily see CHT possibly starting on the bench. He said that he was surprised that he got chucked straight back in in the media in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because Brownie has always said that CHT is his number one halfback. He, so he said that he on a number of occasions, didn't he? Yeah, he even yeah, said in the so press, if it's press available conference. to play, yeah. he'll, he'll always be picked. Um, or, like, you know, he'll be picked first. So, yeah, mm. I, yeah I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the makeup is. Mm. Um, yeah, it'll be a good one. Um, let's preview. go through the, the preview, round 10 yeah. preview. So as everyone knows, it's magic round this week. So every game's at Suncorp Stadium. Um, <coughs> uh, Friday night starts off at 6 o'clock with the, uh, the Mighty Tigers versus the Knights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, Adam Dewey's been moved to the centres in a weird reshuffle. Why? Why? Five, eight. Yeah, don't know. Um, Sean Bloor comes uh, named for his first game back from injury he's an excitement uh, siding player I'm, I'm keen to see him the Bloor. Knights no changes to the team that beat Canberra um, I've got their Knights 1-12 to 12, but I'm going to go Tigers 1-12 to 12. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm going to go I'm going to go Knights in a close one there yep. yeah so 1-12 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> sorry the great one um, Mary Carter, Mary Carter's saying, "Go Carlos." <laughs> yeah, I, I might be convinced uh, to change my tip. Straight, <laughs> straight after that, the main game of Seagulls uh, have taken their home game to Brisbane. Manly got Marty to power back. That's a big in for them. Yep. No changes to the Broncos team that lost the one point thriller to the Cowboys. Kevy sticking with the same halves for three weeks in a row, which is not like Kevy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Manly. Last week, they were in irresistible touch. If Tommy Turbo keeps that up, then it's hard to see anything other than a manly win. Although I don't think it'll be a big win. I think I, I'm going to go manly one to twelve. Yeah, I, I've I've set manly one to twelve, but um, Payne Haas and, and uh, Matt Lodger in they've, they've really won over. Form. They're laying a good platform. The, the end. The Broncos engine room has got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm twice out. You know. Um, Tavita Pangai is playing good footy in that. And yeah. Tyson Gamble has been, you know, a revelation for him at halfback. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with Manly 1-12. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, first game on Saturday. Uh, Bulldogs versus the Raiders. Uh, here you go, Millie. Um, Jake Averillo shifted to half. Brandon Waken named at 5-8. Cole Flanagan dropped uh-huh. uh, to the extended bench. Uh, Semi Bellame named to replace Jordan Rapana on the wing yeah, for Canberra. Canberra also have Josh Hodgson and Dunamis Louie and Ryan James named on their bench. Uh, I'm going to pick the Raiders 1-12 to in this one. Yeah, look, I think the Raiders are going to get the job done. It's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be as comprehensive as you would have thought at the start of the year. Um, no. 
but surely the Raiders have too much for the Bulldogs in this one. Yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll go I'll go Raiders one to twelve as well because yeah. they are struggling at the moment. Let's have a look at the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. What do we think about this one? Josh Dugan named in the centres. Andrew Fafita making his first uh, appearance for the season. Yep. Uh, for the Sharks this year. Uh, one game warrior, Tane Milne, is named on the wing for South to make his debut. And uh, Josh Reynolds, oh, sorry, Adam Reynolds <laughs> returns from injury. <laughs> yes, uh, the Sharks are absolutely struggling at the moment. And I would expect the Rabbitohs to bounce back and get a fairly comprehensive win here. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. Um, yeah. It's about time Damien Cook really started playing some some footy too. He's been very Origin, disappointing. Origin selections coming up, so coming up. he'd want a yeah. couple of big games under his belt. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting to see the selection of Andrew Fafita on the bench. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think goes. yeah, I think South 13 plus. Yeah. Uh, and the last game on Saturday night is the Roosters versus the Cowboys. Uh, Lachlan Lamb's named to partner Sam Walker in the half, so it's a very Young, inexperienced halves. Although Sam Walker is still under an injury cloud. Correct, he is. Mm. Uh, Ben Marshke's named at hooker. Um, So it's a really, really inexperienced spine. Cowboys with an unnamed lineup. Um, I think with the inexperience of the Roosters, I still think they've got enough guys out on that field that are big game players uh, in Manu and Tedesco, uh, Tupu, Josh Morris. I'm going to pick the Roosters, but I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be uh, one to twelve. I I was so tempted to pick the Cowboys here. I was so tempted. Yeah. But then, but then I remembered how, it, it, despite all the adversity last week, the Roosters still played very well. And, and yep. so, yeah, I, I I'm going to stick with the Roosters in a very tight game. But I think I expect, yeah, I expect this to be um, a tight contest. Yep. Uh, brings us to the first game on Sunday, which is our game on Magic Sunday. Warriors, Eels, CHT named at half, as we said. Murdoch Masilla back from injury. And also, as we spoke about before, Parramatta have named the son of the coach, Jacob Arthur, in at 5'8", to replace Dylan Brown, who's suspended. Uh, so he's not allowed to train with the team, despite living with his old man, who's the coach. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Wanga Blake, who has been a bit of a menace to us in his back in his Panthers days, uh, has been named to replace the suspended uh, Neocore. Yep. I think we'll get. I think we can get the job done here in a very close game. I think you know. We'll, obviously, if we if we improve our second half and get our defence sorted, I think we're we're more than a chance here. So I'm going to go us one to twelve. Yeah, I'm going to go us 1-12 to 12 too. Incidentally, the, the Jacob Arthur-Brad Arthur combination, it's the ninth uh, time a father and son have been player and coach um, in the NRL. So, um, yeah, congratulations to Jacob, but I uh, hope he gets smashed. Um, <laughs> well <said. laughs> um, The second game is uh, the Melbourne Storm take on the Dragons. Uh, Cameron Munster's out. Riley Jack's named at 5'8". Harry Grant out injured. Brandon Smith suspended. Kenny Bromwich named at hooker. Or baby Bigfoot, as we call him. Um, Pappenhausen's named on the extended bench. Uh, for the Dragons, Michaeli Rabawatlawa, the uh, big silverback gorillas, back from suspension. Uh, I think uh, the storm will be just too strong. Uh, I've got them at 1-12, to 12, though, I think. I think it'll be a bit, little bit closer than what people think, but I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, I agree. Storm will be too clinical. They always are. You can put any, as I said on 360 this week, 
you could just put masks on the players and roll them, put them on the field, and you know that they're all going to do a job being products of that system down there. Correct. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Storm. It, it, it'll be a lot closer than I think a lot of people will think just looking at it at face value. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think Storm will get the job done. And the final game of the Magic Round is the Titans versus the Panthers. David Fafita named, but he's facing the judiciary, and I believe he has been rubbed out for this one. Two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Yep. Massive out for the Titans because he has been their focal point in attack. A couple of first-half hat-tricks to his name this year. Yep. Massive loss for them. No changes to Penrith, and they the Penrith juggernaut just rolls on and on. Uh, Momorowski, Spencer Lenu, and Mitch Kenny all named on the extended bench. Uh, yeah, it's got, it's got to be a big Penrith win, this one. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I'll, I'll take the Panthers at 13-plus. Yeah, easy. Um, I just think uh, they haven't shown anyone that they've got a weakness at this point in time. So, I mean, there's going to come a time where they're going to lose a game. Uh, and and, that's, probably... and that's whenever they play us. Yeah, yeah I was so, going to say, that'll be yeah. the grand final when they play the Warriors. But... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Nicholas. That's That's their Achilles heel grand finals. (laughs) (laughs) It's not us, though. Not us at Penrith. They they love playing us up there. Oh, they do. Victor Kirch has asked, how will New South Wales configure their generous stable of fullbacks to choose from come selection time for origin? Uh, Back line of fullbacks. Yeah. uh, Just on that, uh, too, next week, we're not going to be doing our set of six um, because our our, uh, review slash preview show will be on Tuesday night next week, Mm. not Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do a – I'm going to pick my New South Wales origin side and Rob's going to pick his Queensland origin side and we'll see how close we get to the teams that are picked yep. later on. Uh, I can give you a tip, Nicholas McCurcher. I've named 13 fullbacks in my time, my squad. <laughs> <laughs> junior Junior Paulo, one heck of a fullback. <laughs> um, and in relation to what you asked before, Christian, uh, whispers about Jazz Tavanga. Um, being offered uh, a contract to the Bulldogs. That actually just started as a random tweet that someone yep. just threw out there that just caught fire. Took a lot, took on a life of its own. So that has kind of been quashed. But there is, there was an article that came out today talking about the the whole situation. So he does have options. Yep. The mm. the Warriors have apparently tabled him a two year deal. Um. And Apparently he has said the, that he'd like to stay. Yeah, he has said that he wants to stay. And, you know, I mean, I know him quite well um, and speak to him quite regularly. I haven't spoken to him about contract stuff. I, I t- tend to steer away from that. I mm. don't want to be that kind of guy making these guys think that we're just after a scoop. Yeah. But his love for the club, his love for the Warriors uh, and the boys that he plays with, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that uh, money's not the driving factor for, for mm. Jazz. I think it's what they think they can achieve at the at the Warriors and in the direction that they're heading at the moment. Uh, there is word that the the Bulldogs offer is considerably more than what the Warriors have offered him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would probably think that he will stay. Uh, but I have no... That's just my opinion. I, my opinion is I think he will stay. Uh, Brownie, Brownie has made it clear. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, obviously, I hope he does as well. Brownie has, has, though, made it clear that he has to be prepared to play a little bit of hooker as well. Yeah. Because that's that's what his role is at the club at the moment. Yeah. be a, a lock. Um, like second just row, playing that middle, that middle third of the field. Yeah. But, yeah. He, but uh, Brownie has said that he has to be prepared to come in and do a little bit of work at dummy half there. And, and even though he's, he's a reluctant uh, hooker, you know, it is, a, it is another string to his bow. 
Yeah, it is. Absolutely, it is. Um, so, magic around this week, mate. Magic, yeah. So, um, who's with us? Who's yeah. coming? So, those that, that aren't aware, there is a, a actual supporters event on at the Lord Alfred Hotel. Um, I don't know. Is that near the Caxton somewhere, is it, mate? I don't to know. To be honest, I have never been to the Lord Alfred Hotel, okay. but it's, it, it's, it's within the vicinity. So it's obviously walking distance yep. from the ground. So I think it's called the LA Hotel LA up there or something. The locals call it, I think. Ah, um, uh, yeah, no, okay. That that is, yeah, that's that's directly that's, that's what it is. LA. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's what Hotel LA stands for. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's that's at the top of Caxton Street there. Yeah, you can't miss it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we've got a there's a an event a supporters event hosted by Warrior Nation and yours truly Rue and Hammer, the Rue and the Hammer. Rue and Hammer. Yeah, um, the event starts at 11 a.m. Um, so it's obviously just going to be a meet and greet. We're all going to get together, um, have a chat. Will it will include a Rue and Hammer live pregame broadcast from the hotel, uh, where we're going to preview the game and we're also going to live chat on air with. You know, many of the fans that are joining us. We've also got special guests up there. Mark Tukey, uh, Big Toots, Warrior 76. Uh, Karina Brown, who is Warrior 34 from our women's squad. And uh, Richard Morgan, who is the man and the brains behind Warrior Nation. Um, also, Christian's going to be up there from uh, Warriors NRL Fanatics. So we, we hope to get him up and have a bit of a chat with him. And Joel from League of Inches do, is a, a great um, Instagram slash YouTube guy. Uh, he's a Parramatta supporter, but a great fan of Rugby League. Mm. Um, he's going to be up there as well. So we're going to have a chat with him. And um, I reckon we'll get the great Juan on camera as well, mate, and have oh, a chat to him. Absolutely. How can we not? Yes. <laughs> and all you guys who are after posters as well, who've been asking about posters, make sure you turn up to this event. We'll be giving out posters. Yep. For those of you that can't make the event, just get in touch with us and during the game we can organise to meet up with you guys and, and hand out some of those posters as well. Absolutely, yeah. So just so that everyone knows, that, that event's going from 11am till about 1.30 and then from 1.30 we'll all head across to the, the park for the 1.50 kickoff of the Warriors game. The live uh, broadcast is probably going to go 12.15 to 12.45. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's not going to be for the entirety of the thing. We want to mingle with the fans and, you know, get to know some of the other fans. Um, as I said before, I'm pretty excited that, um, you know, I get to come up there and, and see first, so many of the fans. First visit to the to the new cauldron. Yes. I, yeah. I, I haven't been uh, to a footy game in, in Brisbane since the old Lang Park, and I think it was a 95... Uh, no, 97 it was. The 97, 1997 State, State of Origin. origin. Yep. Yeah, well, you'll notice a few differences, mate. Suncorp Stadium is one of the best, if not the best, place to watch footy uh, nice. that I've that I've been to. So you, you won't be disappointed. It's going to be a fantastic event. As I said, Brisbane, it's because it's a bit of a carnival atmosphere there in Brisbane. You see, yep. every team's jerseys getting around. It's just just a real good buzz, real good vibe, and you, you guys are going to love it. And um, yeah, so make sure if you're in Brisbane at all, and you. Even if you can't get to the game itself, come along to the, the Lord Alfred Hotel or the LA yes. Hotel. Yep. <laughs> and yep. Um, yeah, just come down, say hi, and just join, join in with the rest of the fans. 
yeah, a bit of a meet and greet and yeah, watch the game there or wherever if you can't get tickets, but it's going to be an awesome day, awesome afternoon. I'm going to be at the Caxton at, uh, on Friday at about 4.30 uh, before yep. the Tigers night's game. Uh, my, my good mate, my good schoolmate, Jeffrey Slater, lives up in, um, up there, not far from, uh, he's not, yeah. uh, he's not far from you, is he? Is it? Um, uh, Thornlands. Yeah, Thornlands. Yeah. yeah, but uh, he's also the, uh, the owner of LaRouche uh, in Fortitude Valley there. So um, I'm going to catch up with him. So yeah, anyone, anyone around at the Caxton at about 4.30 on Friday, you, you'll see uh, the great one and hammer uh, decked out in their Tigers and Warriors gear. Come and get hammered with Hammer. Come and get hammered. Come and get plastered with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, yep. there's a game coming up, isn't there? Um, yeah, obviously, obviously, we got round 10 this week, Magic Round. Round 11, the inaugural Mike Doreen Cup. Yep. Uh, the first man to play for the Warriors and the Tigers. We're going to be yep. honouring him on this day. Yep. Uh, Central Coast Stadium. Get into yep. Bays as usual. Bays six, seven, and eight. There. That's round eleven. That's a. That is a Friday, a Friday night. night. Yep. Friday night, six o'clock kickoff. Yep. Of course it is. Uh, then round twelve, we've got um, the Cowboys at Queensland Country Bank Stadium up there in Townsville. It's another Friday night, twelve o'clock game. Uh, one I'd six, love six to get up to, game, but yeah. I, I can't yep. get to that game this year. Um, I'm gonna try and get up there next year for that one. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Then we got the round thirteen bye, uh, and then round fourteen at Central Coast Stadium, we're playing the Storm. Uh, tickets available for that game. That's going to be the Great Pacific Party uh, that mm. they're putting on. And it could be because uh, there's still some uncertainty of where the Warriors will be playing uh, from round sixteen onwards. Uh, so that round fifteen, round fourteen game uh, at Central Coast could be the last time the Warriors play at the Central Pot- Coast. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Uh, and then round 15, we've got the Knights at McDonald, McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, tickets not on sale for that yet. But uh, tickets for the um, for the Central Coast game, tickets for the Tigers game, uh, jump onto Ticketek with the code VW, as in V for Vodafone, W for Warriors, member 2021 uh, to get your tickets, Bays 6, 7 and 8. Yeah, M, M Doreen Cup is the code there for <laughs> discount. <laughs> Some M Doreen cuts. Come get plastering. <laughs> As always, guys, if you do happen to miss the show tonight, you can always re-watch on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram. We're on YouTube as well. So we're uploading all our all our chats on YouTube. Uh podcast all across all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Radio Direct. So you can always catch us if you weren't able to to Follow us live. You can always watch us again the next day. Absolutely. Next uh, week, we have a Tuesday night show. So we'll be doing our review and preview format on Tuesday night. Yep. And we're very, very lucky to be joined by legendary Warriors center, Clinton Torpy on Wednesday night. Yeah. Can't so wait for that one, mate. Absolutely can't wait for that. It's going to be, going to be uh, a great chat there. Uh, make sure you you tune into that one. Get all your questions in for Clinton. We've got, um, I think we've got four weeks in a row where we're doing uh, the live chats. We've got Clinton Torpy next week, followed by Chanel Harris Tavita the week after. Yep. Uh, and then we've got Michael Witt uh, coming on. I, I dare say we could probably spend uh, an hour talking about that one try in that uh, 
<laughs> in the semi-final against Melbourne. Um, it may get brought up. It may. Yeah, it may <laughs> get brought up, yes. Um, and then the following week, we've got Big Joe Vungana, uh, one of the Smoking original- Joe Vungana. Yep. And we will not be asking him about round three, 1995. No. <laughs> Why, well, what happened in that round? Tell me. Uh, we played Western was that, Suburbs. Was that when he went on the field and he was the extra... <laughs> We used well, five reserves or remember, something. Remember how we missed out on the finals by two points that year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, classic. Uh, Mary Carter says, good show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. No, you won't. Not if I don't talk to you. Yeah, you will. You'll talk to me tomorrow. <laughs> Christian, excellent show, Mark and Robert. Roll on Sunday. He's, giving, he's using our real names. What's that? that? Get canned. Yeah. <laughs> um, Victor, Kiwi, Kiwi, glad I got mates that synced me into you. Well, mate, we're glad that you've synced into us. Uh, awesome, mate. Glad to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you. Um, yeah, so looking forward to the live chats we got coming up. Uh, Going to be some great conversations. Um, starting next week with, you know, the man that was regarded as probably the best centre in the world at the time when he was playing and definitely sure. the, the best centre the Warriors have ever produced. Yeah, best homegrown centre. Um, yeah. yeah, in uh, Clinton Torpy. Um, so that's it. Uh, look forward to catching up with as many people as possible at Magic Round on uh, on the weekend. That's uh, it. Don't be don't be sure to come up and say hi and have a chat. And um, yeah, we love nothing more than talking footy. Like, can't so, wait to can't wait to see you on uh, on the weekend, mate. Yeah, so mate. Likewise. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I'll get to see my daughter when I get up there as well, um, which awesome, is nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roll on the weekend, mate. Bring it on. That's it. As always, go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Awesome. Cheers, guys.